punk rock band is forced to fight for survival after witnessing a murder at a neo-Nazi skinhead bar. <laughs> Jeff, uh, this time on that cerebral, we're going to talk about Green Room. I mean, the, the synopsis says it all, man. The, the synopsis <laughs> says literally everything you need to know. Um, out, outside of a, a clear many things that you might need to know. Um, yeah. Let's just start off by uh, talking about this punk band. Um, we have uh, Anton Yelchin. May he rest in peace. Um, Alias Shawcat, who you might know from... What the hell was the name of that show? Uh, Arrested Development. And more recently, the oh, okay. the quite fantastic um, Search Party on HBO. Um, and then some other people who you probably won't you know, like immediately recognize like those other two, but kind of a weird cast. Like if you start to think about it and you're like, Oh, punk band and Anton Yelchin, who's what fucking Scotty in the star Trek movies and Elliot Shawkat who like plays in comedies. You're like, okay, this is kind of weird. Um, (laughs) but yeah, they're like a, like a true blooded, like punk band. Uh, we spend the opening of the movie kind of getting to know them. They're on like a radio show, um, they're like, oh yeah, name your, your fucking desert Island bands or whatever. And they name all these, you know, relatively obscure, uh, punk bands that 99% of people are not aware of. Um, yeah. and so just kind of laying the groundwork for like these guys, these guys are in the scene, right? Like these guys are, they're punks. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> punks. Like you might see on like SLC punk or something. Um, yeah. <laughs> unrelated. Have you seen that movie? Yes, I fucking oh, love that movie. I love that movie so much. Did you know they made a sequel? <laughs> I can't it, bring myself to watch sequel. it, <laughs> considering that MGK's in it, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and don't get me wrong, like I don't really have anything against MGK. I just he's not an actor. Like he's not for that he, movie. No. I, I mean agree. punk movie, sure. That's that's his jam, theoretically, but I just wanted Matthew Lillard back. Anyway. Um <laughs> Green room for those for those of you who don't know, um, a green room is where a band goes to uh, get ready for their for their set, and um, yeah. this band uh, ends up getting ready. They uh, play their set. They kind of having trouble finding a gig, right? Like this is a, a town they're just traveling through, and they end up talking to the radio host, and he's like, "Hey, man, I got I like know a guy, and uh, I'll set you up, and here's how much it pays." And these guys are like, "Okay, you know, you know, it's it's pretty good." what's the yeah. what's the scene like and he's like oh yeah it's like skinheads so like just just play your older stuff you know um ah, okay <laughs> you know they're 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 pretty heavy but uh play play the older shit and you'll be fine yeah well they open with um a cover and uh, forgive me i i don't remember who does this song um but the name of the song is nazi punks fuck off and so really drawn the ire of the crowd almost immediately um coincidentally enough though that's not that's not the thing that like gets them in trouble (laughs) um yeah definitely not you know like hearing the concept of this movie and then having them open like playing that song you're like oh okay they just piss these these dudes off right like no not quite um so they actually survive through their set they finish it they um, get ready to they're getting ready to leave and uh alia shawcat who plays sam uh she's like oh shit i forgot my phone 
and uh pat anton yelchin's like oh you know i'll, I'll go back for it like I'll, I'll go get it you you know finish loading your shit into the van or whatever yeah <clears throat> well um <laughs> pat kind of walks in and there's there's a dead girl on the floor and um there's another band in the um it's another band it's another band right yeah, it's in the, the green room and um he's like oh um oh <laughs> i shouldn't i didn't see anything i sh- i shouldn't be here right now <laughs> Um, so that's, that's where your story kicks off. Um, we have the, essentially the, the owners of, of the bar, uh, fucking Gabe, sorry, fudging Gabe. And, um, he kind of, kind of a, a jerk, right? Like he's just, well, we'll kind get to weird. that. We'll get to that in a minute when Patrick Stewart shows up, but, but Gabe, it's just yeah. kind of like a, a, a jerk about the situation about somebody getting murdered. <laughs> go figure. Um, and essentially his, he's like just trying to like cover it up. Right. But at the same time, he's like, Hey, we'll, we'll call the police. Like we'll, we'll take care of it. Like we're, we're not here trying to be shady. Like we'll, we'll call the police. Don't you worry about it. Well, <laughs> it turns out um, Pat has, has kind of called the police and he gets cut off and it's like, all right, well, you know, they, they know someone called, we gotta, you know, we can't undo this because if we just don't say anything, their cops are gonna show up anyway, right? Yeah. Well, uh, dude um, gets gets a return phone call and he's like, "Yeah, sorry, Gabe." Gets a return phone call. He's like, "Yeah, sorry, we got cut off. Um, just wanted to report a stabbing." Uh, yeah, like here here at this address, and and you as the viewer, you're like, "Wait, is he really like? Is he is he doing this? <laughs> he's he's doing this, right?" Yeah, a little confused. And not too long later, we have two young punk kids outside. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> one of them is going to stab the other one and take the fall here <laughs> so yep. that the cops show up. They find a stabbing. They find a victim and a perpetrator. And that's the end of it. Pretty smart play, all things considered. Like, really, oh, yeah, really quick on his feet, this Gabe, um, <laughs> <laughs> this jerk Gabe. <laughs> Yeah. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. Like a really interesting way for this to be handled. Um and that, that way they can tell the band, um, whose name I should probably know, but you know, Pat and Sam and company. Yeah, we, yeah. we called the cops, they they came and they left. And the band's like, Whoa, what what the what the fuck? <laughs> like <laughs> that's not <laughs> nah, no. Uh all the while there is a single gun and that gun ends up like changing hands and um they're like hey that that gun's not registered like you really don't want to be caught with that just give it back to us whereas pat's like okay but i'm i'm keeping the bullets you know because you can't find more bullets anywhere that's for damn sure um yeah so they're they're locked up in the green room and that's kind of the exchange that happens with uh patrick stewart who has since shown up and proved to be the like head of this like the brains of this operation right like he is a very calculating person like it's really interesting to see a villain who i mean i mean he's evil right like you know i'm, yeah. I'm not gonna go ahead and say this skinhead is not an evil dude but like just the way that he's like calculating and manipulative like the, yeah like the calm evil yeah he's gus fring you know he, yeah. he's 
incredibly smart and he knows it and he's going to, he's going to eventually outplay everybody. Um, exactly. So that's, that's his game. He's like, all right. Yeah. You know that he's essentially saying what the band wants to hear, you know, give us a gun back who nobody wants. We don't want anybody getting hurt. We just want, you know, we don't want that them discovering that gun. Cause that looks bad for us. And you know, we, yeah. uh, we want to figure this out with this murder um, and all this stuff. Well, kind of the most harrowing part of the entire movie happens right here where they're like, yeah, yeah, give it, give us the gun. Like, and, and you won't be hurt. And he's like, all right, I'm taking the bullets out, but I'm giving you the gun. And they open this door and Sam is like looking <laughs> through what are those like air vents or you know, like just, just ventilation that's in the bottom of doors sometimes. Yeah. Um, there's like the return that they put yeah. at the bottom of the door for some reason. It's like almost like a mail slot. If you know, yeah. if, to envision it, if you're not familiar, but um she's looking through there and she's like oh my god like there's a bunch of people stacked up like they're gonna kill us right like so she she says that she screams that and pat tries to <laughs> get his hand back and that doesn't really work out so well for him um he yeah. gets sliced up man like pretty much to I, bone. I don't know if they ever like showed the machete in that instance but he he got hacked up like they were they were going after his arm. Machete. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he definitely, they get it later, but um, I don't know if they showed it at that moment. So it, no. I remember it being surprising as heck. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah. That's bad. That's bad for everyone involved. Um, so he's all screwed up. I thought this was like really brilliant acting kind of all around, but the, the moments where he's like just screaming in pain, um, really effective for me. Not yeah, at no, all. That was pretty bad. Not at all cool. Um, yeah. No. So, so they end up bandaging him up, and you know the the story goes sort of. Um, they run into another like punk chick from a different band, and she's she's like, "Hey, I know this place. I know these people. I'm going to give you some like help here, you know." And um, the weird part is like they know her, so like they're sort of like friendly with her. Um, yeah. so there, are, there are definitely cases where like, you know, if she was one of the band members, she probably would have like been dropped or something, but she, she wasn't. Um, and the rest of the movie is, is just them trying to like get out and survive. And the whole thing is this like back and forth cat and mouse game. Um, most of the deaths that happen in this movie are like, I don't want to say uneventful, but it's not like Anything super new. gory. It's not super yeah. like. You know, they don't linger on it uh, a ton. Uh, we just definitely have instances where, like, they bring in these dogs and they're like, hey, these German yeah. dudes are like the the fucking make them attack. Right. And yeah. they rip someone's throat out real quick. <laughs> uh, the lead singer of the band gets his throat ripped out real quick. And um, you can definitely sell you go through the movie and you can tell which ones are not your main characters because they die almost in an instant and they're um, <laughs> like, it's like it's over for them real quick. And there's just not a lot of service paid to either their death or, you know, anything beyond, Hey, we learned about them in the beginning and now they're dead. Um, yeah. But in a way <laughs> that's even more horrifying, right? Because those people, they tried to fight back. Like there are definitely instances where, where they're like, Hey, we're going to fight back here. Oh no, a dog. And then they're dead. <laughs> like, 
Um, Sorry. So I, I thought really um, some really good use of like setting weaponry. Um, there's a point where Sam gets like a fire extinguisher and she kind of uses, you know, she's kind of thinking pretty quickly on her feet and grabs a fire extinguisher and she's able to use that yeah. in a few places to like, uh, you know, spoiler, she doesn't necessarily save her life with it, but um, <laughs> she, she delays her death for sure. Yeah. Um, pretty again, attacked by a dog. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and and one thing I do appreciate as well, um, they they end up taking out what is uh, what we find out is one of two dogs, and it's not this gratuitous like oh my god they murdered a dog. It was yeah you know they they shot a shotgun at it, and I thought they missed, um, but they ended up like hitting the dog, and you see one of the. Uh, maybe like trainer isn't the right word, but one of the like handlers is like, Hey, I just wanted to like die in peace, you know? And yeah. So it wasn't this like brutal, like blowing apart of a, of a dog or anything, which, <laughs> you know, props on the restraint there. Yeah. Um, no, that been bad. And that is like pretty much where the whole thing falls apart when they, um, when they take out one of those dogs and then they figure out that uh, microphone feedback kind of affects those dogs in a very like Mars attacks sort of way <laughs> where yeah, it just, right. like it messes with their ears and they end up running screaming. Um, so they, they've taken out a few of like the handler dudes. So the dogs like real handlers aren't there and they're like, Hey, we're going to leave this one dog, this last dog with you. There's, you know, two more people inside or whatever. Take the dog, you two people go get them out or, you know, go, go take care of them. Um, well, they scare off the dog and that dog takes off and he's done. Like that's, that's the end of the dog in the movie. And then yeah. you have this, you have this scene where uh, Pat again, very, you know, he had his arm chopped up. He's not doing so good through this entire movie. You know, he's he got like a makeshift bandaid on and all this crazy stuff um, goes back to the green room with Amber, the other punk chick that he met. And they have this yeah. like, two on two match with this guy and the shotgun. Um, there's like a in the floor, like hatch to a basement and they really play it off really well. As far as like their, their tactics, so to speak, um, they're keeping track of like shotgun shell counts. Um, I thought it was really cool when, uh, so Amber and like one, one of the bad guys goes down, the other one stays up. Well, she cuts this dude's throat with a box cutter up top. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> and yeah, that, that was probably the roughest. Well, no, the mm, we'll get to the other one. I just want to finish this thought real quick. Um, <laughs> the um, so the guy's downstairs hunting Pat, who's also downstairs, and he's kind of trapped, right? And yeah. she, like again, really quick thinking, really um, some real ingenuity in this like thought process and like storytelling. She puts the dead dudes like legs in the hole. So the guy can't like necessarily see who it is to basically try to bait out another shot. Right. He's only got three shotgun shells left or whatever. So she, they're essentially just trying to bait out shots so that when they attack, he doesn't have any shotgun shells anymore. Like that makes perfect sense. Um, yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Like it, it kind of got subverted a little bit cause he didn't necessarily like fall for it. But, um, really a really cool moment i liked that that moment a lot um i have to say though the most like 
gut-wrenching part for me and i i don't remember his name the the big bodyguard dude that the um the lead big singer justin. has in like a justin big justin yeah big, big justin. justin that's right um the lead singer has him in like a it was like an arm bar right yeah like he's like hey i i used to wrestle or whatever um he he puts this like literally giant dude um in an arm bar and he's like hey if i put enough force here your arm is broken like don't don't mess with me your arm your arm will yeah. be broken um well things devolve a little bit and he ends up putting him in a chokehold and putting him to sleep and after they think he's out he kind of comes back too right yeah and so they're like and this is like another really good amber moment like i thought she was a really good part of this movie um he puts him back in the chokehold and they, you know, he holds him for probably twice as long as he did the first time. And then the, someone said like, how do you, how do you know when he's out? And Amber just takes this box cutter and just cuts his stomach open, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> And it's so, yeah, it's so like smooth. Like, I don't think that box cutter would be this sharp, but it's just yeah, like, no. it, it glides through, like it cuts through it, like f- butter or something. And, <laughs> really tough to watch but at at the end of the day uh my man wasn't like screaming or anything so you know he's he's really yeah. done for um, yeah yeah really some some crazy stuff in this movie um anyway at the end of the day <laughs> uh pat reminisces about this time where they were playing paintball with these ex special forces dudes and just getting rocked and um one of their homies, I, be- I believe it was Reese, but I could be wrong about that. One of the band members um, yeah. just started throwing caution to the wind at, at the last round of this uh, paintball tournament and ended up actually winning by just running out there and being like a nutcase, essentially. So that was kind of their plan at the end, and it it ended up working. Um, Gabe ends up he- helping them get out and he's like I like I don't want to go to I don't want to go to prison for this like we're we are really bad people and all this yeah. stuff so Gabe kind of comes around and they end up finding um what Darcy Darcy was Patrick Stewart they end up finding him and like his cronies who are um staging the, the like murder scene so that the bodies get found and there's no more questions um yeah, and end yeah, up yeah. end up taking them out um <laughs> I really thought there was a moment where he kind of whips around and takes a shot with his, uh, with his, uh, Magnum or whatever it was and misses Pat. And I was like, Oh, this is like one of those again, kind of like a, a subversion moment. Cause I'm sure that's what the viewer was expecting to happen as well, but he totally just misses and fires one into this, um, you know, canister or whatever behind him. Um, and yeah. Pat and Pat and Amber end up surviving <laughs> and, I really liked the moment at the end, you know, they're going back to their, their desert Island band. And he's like, you know what? Screw it. Uh, the beach boys or something like that. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's kind of showing that like whimsy, you know, it's, it's not going to be a punk band. It's going to just be like a good band. So I'm going to pick the beach boys. And Amber's like, nah, I ain't picking one. You're stupid. <laughs> like the, the whole, shit. yeah. She's like, ah, this is not, you're a loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really it showed the the arc of pat you know from being a you know here's here's a punk like a a tough punk or whatever but like when you see some real stuff you're not as tough as you thought you were sort of thing um but at the same time amber is like nope i'm still i'm still me like 
you know, you're, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're a poser or something like that. You know, um, yeah. only posers die. You idiot. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm just the only like real disappointment I, I have in that aspect is that we didn't get that sort of character development for the other people. Cause they just died so quick. <laughs> they died very quickly. Yes. Uh, with the exception. So like after the, the, the stuff starts happening, um, Pat, Sam and Amber are the only ones who are really, who really survive past the kind of first attack there, which is, which is a shame. Um, yeah. You know, realistically speaking, anyone else you're seeing there is not part of your like main crew, but, um, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was an effective horror movie. Cause I think it was like realistically played again, as far as like their thought processes and, um, the, you know, the, the stuff with the dogs and everything. Like I thought it was all, all pretty realistic. And then you have your, you have Darcy, your like really thoughtful, methodical asshole who made the whole thing terrifying. I think. <laughs> yeah. No, I couldn't. Uh, the guy who played Big Justin, um, he played on an episode of the new Creep Show that I've been that I watched, and I oh. couldn't see him in any other role. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, no. If you get uh, bored, definitely watch that episode. Uh, it's in the new season, but it was pretty funny because <clears throat> like, I know I've seen him before and I can't, I just remember him being like super greasy and like, just looking really gross. And then I was like, Oh, it's creep show. That's right. He played he a plumber. Had, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he would be a plumber, like just big yeah. dude. Like he would have plumbers crack for days. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Eric Edelstein. Like he definitely had one of those faces that was like, I've like, I, I, I think I've seen this guy before, but I, I he also might just be someone else. You yeah. know, like, like not actually this dude. Um, he definitely plays that like, uh, like kind of big, gruff, but also like silly, stupid kind of. But like, he's like a tougher, like Seth Rogen or something. Is I could see that <laughs> is what I think of him as. Um, just kind of goofy, but also like like a big dude. Um, and he also rocks the um the the hopper mustache uh the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and david harbour yeah um yeah i thought i thought the acting in this movie was great like i think that was my favorite part of the entire thing um it was all very believable and i, I every time every time i watch it i've watched it a number of times since it first came out and every time i watch it i get more and more sad that anton yelchin died because I think he's incredibly talented and the fact that we will not get more of his talents is, is a goddamn shame. Yeah. He's the one with the Jeep, right? Yep. Yeah. His, uh, I mean, for those unaware, the, I think it was the parking brake in his Jeep, um, malfunctioned and they ended up doing a recall for this. So like, it wasn't just his, his Jeep or something and, uh, pinned him against his mailbox and killed him. Um, I assume, I assume he had one of those like pillar mailbox things and, uh, yeah, not, not the way anyone wants to go. Let's just be real and honest about that. Um, very, very sad, very sudden thing. And I remember hearing about that at the time being like, Oh my, Oh my God. Like, no, I'm never buying yeah, a Jeep in my terrible. life. <laughs> yeah, no, 
Definitely not. Uh, then obviously Alia Shawkat, uh, I thought she did really well, but again, her part was cut short. I feel, um, I know that pretty short. Yeah. Emojin Poots is, is another, you know, relatively big name. So having her be the one that survives with, um, with Pat uh, is, you know, makes sense, but yeah, it's just unfortunate. Uh, then we have, um, Macon Blair as Gabe was another one who I was like, who, who is this guy? Like, I know I've seen him before. Um, and when I, I looked into it, so, um, green room was directed by, and I'm, I'm absolutely going to butcher this name. Uh, Jeremy (laughs) Saulnier. I'm going to go ahead and say, um, he's, he's a relatively like, this is one of his first big things. Um, he did another movie called murder party in like Oh seven or something. And then he did another movie. Yeah. I actually really like, uh, called blue ruin and, um, Macon was in both of those, both of this, uh, both of Jeremy's other movies. And I was like, okay, like that's probably where I know him from, but he also just has like one of those very familiar faces, um, which I find this movie was kind of full of. <laughs> I remember him from swamp thing. That's right. He was in Swamp Thing, wasn't he? Yeah. There you have it. That's what I remember. (laughs) This man, this man's all over the place. Um, Yeah, right. Then obviously Patrick Stewart. Watching Patrick Stewart play not only an incredibly serious role, but a villainous role and a neo-Nazi villainous role. is Very interesting. Just one of those things that like you say to somebody and they're like, I got to see that. Like, I got to see what that looks like, you know? (laughs) Uh, it's like when you tell somebody like, Oh, Robin Williams is in this movie and he's like a, a creepy serial killer guy. And you're like, what? what One hour mean? photo. You said, <laughs> all right. I'll watch I that. still got to see that. I just found out about that movie. Actually. I actually don't know that that's exactly what that movie's about, but uh, it's, it's something like that. It, something it along those lines of just yeah. putting you on edge. I saw it when it first came out and I was really impressed. Um, but I'm a sucker for, comedic actor plays a serious role you know it's the reason i like the number 23 so much um not that that's a great movie but that was like the first jim carrey does a does a serious thing example yeah exactly um but all told this movie did not have like much of a cast and i thought they worked really well together um for what it's worth on imdb which is um where we usually will you know, just go for our synopsi and whatnot. Um, yeah. Blue Ruin is actually actually has a better rating than uh, than Green Room, which I don't. Does okay. So, how much did you actually enjoy this movie? <laughs> uh like a like a four out of ten. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I just, been talking uh, a lot. I'll, I'll let you uh, say words. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I know you like this movie. Um, yeah, man, I just, for some reason with me and horror movies, like, I liked um, Land of the Dead, which I just, or not, or Army of the Dead, sorry. Army of the, the Dead, new yeah. one by Snyder, right? Everybody harped on that movie so much. I like movies that I could take it for what it is. It's supposed to be a zombie movie in Las Vegas. That's exactly what I got. I'm a happy yeah. guy. It's, yeah, Going it was a, it knew what, I mean? what it was, you know, it did not yeah. take itself incredibly seriously. No. I mean, Batista's acting was 
not yeah, top I mean, notch, he's, but he's Dave Batista. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got a zombie tiger. Like, how much do you want? You know, <laughs> right? But and then there's movies and like this that where absolute it's, asshole. <laughs> oh my god, dude! That yeah, that was fucking rough. Uh, <laughs> um, but then you have movies like Green Room where there's just a little bit more behind the curtain, and there's you know, there's a little bit more thinking. There's different ways of doing things, and it's more of a slow burn. And those movies, for some reason, don't really register with me. Um, I am not saying that this movie's bad in any sense. I think that Patrick Stewart was a good choice for the role. I think actually everybody that was casted was pretty well. Um, acting was good, and the kill scenes were pretty good as well. But yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it that I didn't really get attached to it. I mean, if, if you know, using uh, Army of the Dead as, as a relation, um, this movie is in no way, shape, or form fun. Like, <laughs> there's nothing fun that happens yeah. in this movie, you know? Like, it's, it's a... How do I even... You know, like, you take, you take Halloween, right? Like, something like Halloween or, like, uh, Friday the 13th or something. Like, yeah. Those movies are fun because they're incredibly ridiculous, <laughs> and it's it's not that I think that Green Room is like the Godfather, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. the Godfather is not a fun movie because it is very a serious and b like realistic, you know. Um, so I think when a horror movie is incredibly real realistic and there's nothing that you can look at and be like, wow, that's if you if you really boil this down, this is really ridiculous or zany or you know something like that. Like oh, Jason, <laughs> you know, died in the water and he's this invincible being. Like, you know, same thing with like Michael Myers or like um, Freddy yeah. Krueger. Like oh, he lives in your dreams. Like that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so that makes it fun to watch and to like experience. Whereas to to me, what you're saying sounds like because this movie is that like realistic and, and harrowing in that way that it, it makes it like not a fun thing to watch. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are movies that like conjuring. I don't think that's fun. It scares the shit out of me, but I, I really like that movie, <laughs> <laughs> but I like those kind of movies. So I guess I'm the type of person that's like, it has to be over the top fucking gore, ridiculous. Like, um, uh, which one? I want to say it was Final Destination 3. Dude gets taken out with a nail gun, like obliterated in the face with a nail gun. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. I think that's fun. That's awesome. That's over the top bullshit that I don't think would ever happen. And I love it. Yeah, there, you, there you go. Like your possessions <laughs> and your face getting exploded with a nail gun. Two things that are exactly. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, there's no in between with me. It's, it's one of the other. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I. I didn't mind watching this movie. Um, I definitely didn't get bored of it. It just, I wanted to see what happened at the end. So there's been horror movies that I know that we've started that I'm, I text you. I'm like, is this really worth it? <laughs> Cause I don't know. Yeah. And this, this wasn't one of them. I, I definitely wanted to see what happened. Um, I liked the punk scene. Neo-Nazis were kind of just indifferent. Yeah. They weren't, it wasn't like you a know, plot focus. 
It was just yeah. like, hey, we need these people to be even more bad guys than they already are about to be. Like, I and I mean, I think the setting is cool. It's not something you see a bunch, especially not in horror movies. You know, there's this is true. It's uh, I mean, it's 2021 now. This not when this movie came out. Um, this movie came out in 2015. Uh, but still, it's yeah. not like you know, gone are the heydays of uh, you know, the Sid and Nancy movie or or SLC Punk or something like that. Um. So I thought that was cool. And, and again, being a horror movie, diving into something that you don't often see a very real world bad guy and, and this group of bad people, um, I thought was unique if absolutely nothing else. Um, yeah. So there are definitely, um, a lot of, uh, call outs to this sort of culture. Um, they, they reference the red bootlaces a lot. Um, particularly with the people that show up with the dogs and, um, this yeah. is, it's one of those things. Cause I used to be really into this. Um, I don't, I don't really want to call it a culture, but uh, the, <laughs> uh, like the skinheads and, and stuff like that. And especially in, in relation to like that era of punk, um, yeah. A, a skinhead gets their red bootlaces when they have, um, spilled blood, in in oh. favor in um advancing of the movement right so gotcha. those those guys with their red boot, boot laces um the implication behind that is that they have attacked and killed a non-white person um and and that's how they have earned their their boot laces there oh. which you know maybe expand upon that a little more and that'll make this movie a little scarier um but also the fact that the entire band is white um <laughs> it doesn't yeah. necessarily and and not even just white but just like you know straight up not the enemy of neo-nazis like you know none of them are are jewish or or greek or italian uh yeah did you know did you know the nazis have a real problem with italians i did like, not <laughs> in nazi propaganda the italians are painted like they're colored as black people huh italians are white dude like Really yeah, weird. why? Why the not, Italians? I have no idea. Not something we need to get into. Probably because they failed them during <laughs> World War II. <laughs> That's messed up. Uh, there is another scene, um, and I actually forgot about this. Um, there's a scene in this movie where a dead body is being dragged um, by a knife stuck in its head. Mm. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. I, uh, yep, I remember that. That was that was inspired by a documentary that the director saw uh, um, on television, and that greatly disturbed him, as it would. Um, Jesus, and that's, okay. that's where that uh, that's where that came from. Um, and then I should also mention that um, Nazi punks fuck off is a Dead Kennedys song. Um, I, I hell yeah. I apologize to all my punks out there that I forgot that because um, that is as, as far as their songs go. Uh, you know, California Uber Alice is definitely the the hot one, um, but I, that's it's a very very good song with an important message. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the um, the paintball story that Pat recounts is a a real well inspired by a real life experience from the director and the writer. So I think that's that's pretty funny. I wonder if they had that experience and like, you know what we should make like a <laughs> Nazi skinhead or movie where this comes into play. Um, <laughs> it's like, do you ever hear the story about how uh, the human centipede came into existence? No, the, uh, I, I have 
the the director at least and i want to say like his friends or maybe like collaborators or something uh we're coming up with inventive ways to punish child molesters jesus okay thus, thus the human centipede was born you know i wonder if it's a situation like that um <laughs> that's fucking crazy okay i mean it, i'm not it against makes, it but it makes the movie seem a little more worthwhile doesn't it like <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I've seen all three of them. Okay, like I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever ended up seeing the third one. To be honest with you, I, eh, I mean, it was just weird. Look, it was super weird because, yeah, they combined the uh, the main villain from the first and second one, and then they in the third one they run in jail together. That seems great. Yeah, but again, totally in line with the uh, the story of creation of this. Yeah, and I'm trying um, to remember in the third one if they um, mentioned the other ones because in the second one, the dude did what he did because he saw the first Human Centipede and he's obsessed with that right. film and he's like, I want to do that just on a bigger yeah, scale. Yeah, obsessed with that film and also <clears throat> masturbating with sandpaper. Uh, let's not forget. Uh, yeah, he just had to fucking bring it up, didn't you? <laughs> I sure did. I absolutely yeah, no, did. That, was, that was not okay. Okay. <laughs> and that's See, man, why I, I mean, over the top. Talking. That's where I'm at. Oh, it has to be over the top. Uh, if, if you want to talk about over the top, it does not get much farther over said top than that movie. Um, I mean, there's another part in that movie, but we're not going to talk about that. Oh, there's that a bunch of parts in, in that movie and also the South Park episode <laughs> inspired by it. Uh, anyway. Yeah, human sentipad. Okay. um this is probably my my favorite thing the um the poster for this movie has uh pat Mm. anton yelton with a machete and he's kind of like slamming the floor right like that's the yeah that's the kind of canonical or you know mainly used poster um that's a callback to uh london calling from the clash like where he's like smashing the guitar um, I know it looks familiar. Yeah, I think that's really, really cool. If nothing else, I mean, you know, it doesn't change anything, but I just think that that's that's a cool callback. And again, uh, this this dude obviously knows his punk, right? Like, I think he nailed yeah. that aspect of this movie um, in a way that maybe he should have directed the second SLC punk movie, and not cool. <laughs> not the man who. You know, it was uh, James Randino who did the first one, but it did, it did not turn out <laughs> the way yeah. you would want that to. <laughs> That's such um, a bummer because that movie is so fucking good. It is really good, and that's <laughs> and it was because of Matthew Lillard and um, oh, what's his name? Bob. I can't remember his name. Uh, heroin Bob. No, I'd like the actor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, because he, <laughs> so there's the funny part. Bob shows up in the second movie. Interesting. Like, the actor is in it. Uh, he's, you know, he's still dead, but <laughs> the fact that they went through like painstakingly to get him back. And then, I mean, uh, maybe Matthew Lowe, it's got other stuff going on. I doubt it. But um, the fact that they got him back and then not didn't get the, the most important part of that movie is, is a shame. All things considered. Um, that is a bummer. Yeah. So the um, the first, <laughs> again, call back to that ending scene. Uh, the first and last words spoken in this movie are the same. Um, so like really one of those like, that's neat. 
again, that doesn't affect the movie at all, but that's just like a neat thing. Um, I like yeah. when movies, directors, scripts have this sort of um, well thought outness to them. And that definitely seems like one of those examples where it's like, all right, you know, we're going to start it this way and end it this way. And it's going to mean this and it's going to be great. Yeah. And I, I, I thought it worked. Uh, yeah. There's um kind of a lot going on like behind the scenes in this movie, as you were saying, uh, maybe in a different way, but I loved it. I, I love this movie. <laughs> and I think it's uh, mostly the acting. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. And I'm not, I wouldn't harsh on anybody that would say that this is one of their favorite movies, but, uh, you know, it's not, it's not too crazy of a statement. Like if somebody's like, I prefer the original justice league over the new one, but you're fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) No one has some words, but I mean, (laughs) literally no, but not even Joss Whedon prefers that one. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> no, but uh, not even the yeah. man who made it. <laughs> I wouldn't harp on anybody that that really, you know, is one of their top tens. I could see why it's just, fortunately, didn't make mine. It's, so. it's not for you. Unlike yeah. it follows. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'd I'd say this is like maybe a point two percent better movie than it follows, but. <laughs> Wow, like, you're you're sending mixed messages because uh, from what I hear, you hated it, Falls. <laughs> no, man, <laughs> you said it. What did you? What did you fucking say to me? I figured it out. You hate joy. That's what yeah, it you is. You hate joy. That's what it is. You hate joy so much. <laughs> uh, <sighs> I believe it. Um, so let's talk about some news here. Um, and here's. Oh, yeah. Uh, we we have to talk about that. Okay, you saw which one? There's you saw that. Don't breathe two trailer, right? It just further verifies that he's fucking blind, John Wick. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I just like one real quick, like real quick question. Why, why is he the good guy? After yeah. after the stuff he did, after the stuff he did. In that first movie, why did they make him the good guy? <laughs> I really don't know. And it just, because that's the the little girl. That's the baby, right? I'm assuming. Because I'm trying to remember how that movie ended. And I'm pretty sure he still caught that girl captured. And no, she ended up being pregnant, right? No, the, the girl, the, um, the girl who went in to rob him, you mean? Yeah. The girl, the, no, the, the last no, girl. she got out with her sister. Remember she, she took the money. Um, they, they found the blind man, uh, you know, the news was reporting a break in or whatever. Um, she got the money, but he didn't report that the money was missing. Oh, and then wasn't he getting on a plane or something? No, she was her and her sister oh, okay. were leaving, uh, leaving Detroit. Um, like they always, like they said they were going to do or going Who to Detroit. That kid then? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like the ending that I created in my head, I'm like, that makes sense. Okay, that's kind of creepy, and I could see how that could work. But who the, who the fuck is that? I don't know. I have I have no idea. Some strange girl that he abducted. Um, like, look, don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. 
I think a horror movie with the the horror aspect being the protagonist is is great. Like yeah. If you the the Rob Zombie Halloweens are almost that for me. Where it's like, hey, this is a different telling of the Michael Myers you know and he's he's like almost your protagonist, right? There isn't a Laurie Strode, yeah. you know, there's not any of that. Um it's it's sort of what drew me to those Rob Zombie movies, Devil's Rejects and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Because it's just, it's very different um, than what you normally see. So with that in mind, I think that's cool. However, this character, the, the, the blind man who I still don't think has a name, he, he is not res- deserving of any sort of redemption arc. You know, like this is not... <laughs> This is not John Wick lost his wife. He he screwed up a, a woman and tried to turkey baste his semen into her. Like that's not This is a problem. It <laughs> is a problem. And he should continue to be thought of as a problem. Um yeah. I mean, overall, I think the, the movie, you know, looks like it's probably gonna be cool enough. Um that said, I, I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch it. Like I need to I need to see how they pull that off. Um, And this again, remember when they were talking about making this movie, um, I think it was Fede Alvarez or maybe it was even um, not Eli Roth. Eli Roth. No, no. Who did he, who did he make them anyway? Somebody somewhere Uh, said it was the greatest idea for a sequel they had heard. Rodeo or Roto Sayages. No, I thought it was like That's somebody more. <laughs> I don't. I, maybe it was. Maybe it was actually just Alvarez. Um, maybe. In any case, this is the greatest idea for a sequel. <laughs> like in in concept, sure. Bad guy turns into good guy. What? Like it's it's what they you know probably should have done with those Star Wars sequels. You know, well they sort of did actually, but. Um, Kinda, yeah. <laughs> But this man, <laughs> this guy, it's like to enjoy this movie on like a real, on the character level, you have to have not seen the first one or <laughs> have not seen that yeah. scene or something. Um, Cause that's rough, man. I don't Yeah. This is so fun. Anyway, I thought the trailer looked cool. <laughs> I mean, I'll still movie. watch it. I'll watch yeah. this movie. Um, I, I'm, it, I'm more upset. I don't know who that little girl is, but. Well, yeah, I mean, for that reason alone, we got to watch this movie. I guess, I guess, fuck it. So, um, what, uh, what else did we, we got a, um, a new Halloween trailer, which I'm pretty excited for. Yeah. And and you came away from that actually thinking that that might look cool. I mean, I'm, I'm always down. I'm always down for a horror. (laughs) That's just, that's it. That is what it is. And especially when they're bringing back Michael Myers and, they're, I want to say they, they keep up with that theme that they did for the first two original. They still have that type of feel. And so mm-hmm. I think that's good. I just think it's updated. And so I'm, I'm down. I'm, I wouldn't go out of my way to like, like really go out of my way to watch the movie. But if I, if I stumble upon it on HBO, you know, and the, the moonlight is correct, then I will watch it. Yeah, and I, I like that they're going uh, in the 
the Michael Myers um, uses a variety of weapons direction again, um, where they sure. show him picking up like the concrete cutter and, and like that thing alone yeah, really cool. had me because <laughs> it's like he he's not that killer he's not jason you know he doesn't always have a machete he kind of just yeah. uses whatever whatever he has and here recently it's kind of been like his bare hands in a way or like every now and then like a kitchen knife or something um yeah kind of like obvious stuff but like using that uh, he uses like a fireman's axe at some point in that trailer i'm pretty sure um oh, yeah. <laughs> using that concrete cutter was like that's it, right? They got me. <laughs> they they got fucking, me. That was crazy, and I'm kind of excited to see what he looks like. I wonder if they'll actually show him. I think they will. I wonder if it's just going to be like one of those, oh no, we don't know what he looks like. Um, <laughs> I assume he's going to look a lot like the actor that's playing him, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Probably just a little more grungy. Because <laughs> like, what do you do there, right? Like you can't make him look like Freddy Krueger. Um, cause you know, there's already a Freddy Krueger. Um, doesn't Jason kind of have that, like almost burned screwed up skin to him or am I crazy? Do we not know what Jason looks like either? That's kind of what happens to a body when it's underwater, when it starts to decompose. So they tried to mimic that, which I mean, if we're being honest, you blowed up pretty bad. <laughs> So Jason would look like a you get all pruned big up. puffer fish. Yeah, he'd look pretty fucking rough. <laughs> and so they just they did what they could. But uh, yeah, that's kind of what the feel they were going for. I'm sure. Was, uh, he I hope they pull off his mask. Long time. I hope they pull off Michael Myers' mask and he just looks like <laughs> William Shatner. He just looks like the mask. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. That like would not, be pretty funny. Not even screwed up at all. Just... He looks like a dude, and that dude is William Shatner. I think that'd be funny. <laughs> it's like I don't know how into wrestling you ever were, but the the time when uh, Sting famously took his mask off and he had another Sting mask underneath it—that's what I want. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, like she takes off his real mask, and then he's got a fucking Kmart version underneath. <laughs> or it's like Baby Driver, and he's got a Michael Myers mask. <laughs> Fucking Austin Powers. Yeah. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> now we have to watch this movie. I have to know. Uh, we got a little, little more info on the uh, Alien and Chucky TV series, which it sounds like are are fully, fully happening now. Um, I didn't know Alien was happening. I knew Chucky was. I mean, there's always been like rumblings of an alien series i feel like um but they have confirmed it is it's not ripley mm. so this is this is not just going to be one of those it's going to be a separate thing just involving the aliens i suppose <laughs> okay i'll watch it i mean yeah you know i'll definitely watch chucky i fucking love that shit yeah. and i know they're gonna go balls to the wall with the tv show and that last movie was pretty good which one was the last? No. Are you talking about the one with Mark Hamill? Or are you talking about it was Mark Hamill, right? the Curse of Chucky? Yeah, so Mark Hamill did Child's Play. Yeah, and Child's then Play. The yep. last, like, yeah, the last series of the Chucky movies was a uh, Curse of Chucky with like Bride and Curse. Yeah, no, the like the remake. Yeah. Let's call it with the where he's like technology oh, okay. and uh, I, I thought that was clever. 
I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I kind of hoping they make a sequel. Like I, 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 I don't know. I feel like they can expand on it too, just with yeah. technology advancing so much. I feel like they have a lot of stuff that they can attack on. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. Like if there was any, any series, uh, any horror series that could easily transition to the modern age, I think that's it. Um, and some of the other stuff, you're a little more limited by, uh, you know, <laughs> Michael Myers has less of an impact when there's cell phones involved, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and didn't they do some, there's some technology thing in um, the most recent Nightmare on Elm Street, if I'm, if I remember correctly, like they were, they were looking into like sleep studies and how to keep yourself awake and how to lucid dream and things like that. Um, yeah, that was the remake that we did. I could have sworn. Yeah. Right. Okay. I wasn't making that yeah. up. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, they, I like, think that's start, clever as well. Yeah. And they start to hallucinate, which actually happens when you are sleep deprived. So they did their research on it. Yeah. Cool stuff. I, I always liked freddie for like mostly that reason because i'm super interested in dreams like a lot of other like people you know we don't actually know like why we dream or like the the actual science behind it and stuff and i think that's fascinating like not knowing i think is really cool um so i was happy that they did that but i think that's another another instance where like the technology helped in the remake rather than like hurt it um some of those like black christmas you know stuff like that just doesn't or what was the um the calls coming from inside the house um um when it's no when a stranger calls yeah yeah okay that's that's one of them at least um like that sort of stuff you can't do that anymore this is doesn't happen no but i remember um when that movie came out because everybody was obsessed with that and wanted to go see it I think I was in middle school <laughs> when that movie came out. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we all went to the theaters and watched it. I'm like, oh my God. And then I figured out how to get that ringtone. Oh, oh. my God. I creeped out so many fucking people with my phone. <laughs> nice. Um, your fucking answer it? <laughs> I don't know exactly what happened, but your audio got all real quiety. Did it? Yeah. Shitty. But I heard what you were saying, and I think that is a brilliant idea. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what I do. That's what you do. Brilliant ideas are all you got. Uh, Let's see what else we got. Um, There's a new... um, This is... I didn't know this was happening. Uh, Neil Blomkamp, who made uh, District 9 and Chappie and and things of that sort, uh, is making a sci-fi horror movie, and it's called Demonic. And uh, I'm into it. Based on name and director alone i mean i'm just based off it off of the the title yeah you know i don't know that it's about a possession or anything like that but um you do you you know (laughs) if it's called demonic it has to be about a possession right i would assume so them's the rules oh yeah and the last thing i have um (laughs) Even after James DeMonico, creator of The Purge, said that The Forever Purge was the last one, he is already talking about the next one. <laughs> yeah, no. I stopped after the first one, but 
You know, I'm glad you're excited. Are you excited for the new one? Because it comes out tomorrow. No, I wouldn't say I'm excited. I, I, it's a guilty pleasure for sure. It's one of those things that, again, it, it's it's very ridiculous. Um, the ones I've seen, and it, it has not been all of them, um, have had things in them I thought were clever, whether they were scenes or um, ideas or, you know, whatever. Um, there have definitely been things I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's a unique thing or that's a, a really interesting way to use this concept of, hey, <laughs> people can kill each other <laughs> with no repercussions. <laughs> what yeah, a world I, mean, I just i stopped after the first one and then i mean i swear to god dude just took off from there <laughs> i don't i don't fault you for that uh i do think the first one is probably the best one um probably just because well, kevin bacon that's kevin bacon right i don't think so i don't remember that at all i thought it was a bunch of unknowns uh, there was somebody in it maybe i'm getting him confused with the actual actor I'm, I'm, oh, um, fucking Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yep. And, there we go. Uh, Lena Headley. Headley? Yeah. Um, yeah. From a game of Cersei. Thrones. Yep. Yeah. Which I didn't that know. Is that is right. But I would have enjoyed that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been, uh, pretty slow news i mean we're uh we're coming up on on movies we say it every time but now that we now that we have a trailer for don't breathe 2 i feel like it's a real thing that's happening um yeah. in you know just over two months now so i'm i'm jazzed we got that we got uh the uh what's the next one that comes out um well fear street fear street's out tomorrow i think the first yeah, part first episode first episode which i'm so excited about and that's Netflix, right? Yes, it is. Very cool. I'm I'm ready for that. Yeah, reviews have said it's gone to early '90s horror movie status. So I'm kind of excited to see what they do with it. Sure. Yeah. You, if you want to get me excited, say stuff like early '90s horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to you want to be excited? Well. uh, there's a uh, new thriller coming out called a uh, cocaine bear. And oh. I'm pretty fucking jazzed about it. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. That is uh, based on a true story. Is it not? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, Grizzly Adams, the cocaine bear, they're all on the same line. <laughs> With that time, bear grills took all that cocaine. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we have last night in Soho will release two days before Halloween now. Yeah. So last night in Soho and Dune come out the same day, and that's going to be a very packed day in my life. I Is Dune like a remake or a reboot, or is it completely new? It is um, a remake of a movie that uh, was directed by David Finch, David Lynch. Of uh, Twin Peaks fame. Uh, and it, okay. it is based on a book series. Yeah, because I, I saw a bunch of uh, merchandise for it. And I had no idea if it, it was for the remake or if it was an original TV show. But I saw, but I have known nothing about it. <laughs> it. It is a new adaptation of the books, from what I understand. Um, gotcha. It's it's sci-fi stuff. Like, it's, it's that kind of 
giant space worms, uh, you know, that, that flavor of thing. Um, you know, like you do, like you do with <laughs> sci-fi. You have giant space worms. So. Uh, uh, well, I think that's about it for our news and our show. Don't you? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and tease the folks for what is next, because I, I wouldn't have, have said this, um, before you clued me in, I'm excited. Oh, I'm so fucking excited. This movie is awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, the synopsis is a teenager's weekend at a lake house with her father takes a turn for the worse when a group of convict wrecks havoc on their lives. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. Also featuring Nazis again. Oh, one of the best Nazis too. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> That's such an out of context. <laughs> Let's hope you never get famous because someone will find that and it will not end well for you, Jeff. <laughs> uh, you know, I just, it just felt right. You want to talk about getting canceled? That's how you do it. <laughs> oh god, in this culture, yeah. One more fucking. We're done. Well, I mean, like in any culture, you know what I mean, like. <laughs> That specific word, or that specific phrase, I should say, maybe is is justified. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what came over me. Just came out. You know? <laughs> no, I mean it, it works in context, but out of said context, it is problematic. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, okay. That'll be next time. Uh, but until then, he's been Jeff, and I've been Jordan. This has been that's terrible, and thank you for listening. <laughs>